And now for something completely different. Here's what's coming up this hour on today's experience. It's totally terrific, totally transforming, totally triumphant Tuesday as we find unity from the Father through the Son and by the Holy Spirit, all for the glory of God Almighty. As we journey into Galatians chapter 2, we discover that Paul returned to Jerusalem again about 14 years later from our talk last week. If you ask me, that's a long time. 14 years is a long time. But he went with Barnabas and Titus, and those were two very strong believers to give him some backup. But the real strength of his decision to return to Jerusalem was that God revealed to him that he should do it. And that's the Holy Spirit leading him. We're going to examine that. Next, there was a concern that Paul had. This is uh, this concern is reflected most specifically in Acts chapter 15, which not by my plan is exactly what we're teaching on. Acts 15, which is happening Thursday, and this is a little bit, this is the pre-runner to Acts 15 in Galatians, and I had no idea that they would connect. I had no idea that they would converge, which just tells you how much the Lord's doing stuff, right? Isn't that cool? But anyway, so there was some kind of disagreement as to what the gospel was. You've heard me talking about this in Acts. Paul was preaching to the Gentiles while the church of Jerusalem was preaching to the Jewish people. The irony is that it's the same gospel. It's just presented to two different groups of people who would receive it from two different backgrounds. Things went better than he thought, which is funny because when you say that to a Christian, they go, Really? And finally, Paul doesn't hesitate to pivot into the truth that there are so-called Christians. Now, I call them senos, Christian in name only. He calls them false Christians. They were people that claimed to be Christians, but they weren't Christians. They just claimed to be Christians. There are millions of these. They wanted to try and force Paul into a religiosity, but Christianity is not a religiosity. It's a living relationship with a living God made possible through the redeeming work of Jesus Christ and the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. It's not about church rules. It's about the truth that God rules. David Spoon's life has been an experience. While growing up in a Jewish family, he made a wrong turn towards drug abuse. Then David Spoon found Jesus Christ, and his life completely changed. The more he studied the gospel, the more he wanted to share his experiences with others. After 35 years of ministry, David discovered a new path of service. He joined KAAM, and this radio program began. You're about to hear the David Spoon Experience. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show. Lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing. Politics, entertainment, and current events. Personal revelations, spiritual observations. My life's insanities, and oy vey, so much more. So much more. What do we know? We know that this is not professional radio. It's it's hardly radio. <laughs> but we want to know what you think. So you can email us during the show, david at he must org. That's David, starts with a D, ends with a D, david at he must org. You can text us, 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. Or... 
or you can call us. Did you know you can call us? That's kind of fun. You can call us, and the number to call is 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. When you make that call, you'll end up talking to Dynamite D. Hello, lucky person. You got the number right, because you are talking to kid a Dynamite. When you talk to Dynamite D, you're talking to somebody who's experienced spiritual warfare. That's true, sadly. Yeah, well, that's the, but that's a good thing because then they know you know, and that's why that's good to talk to him. Uh, we do a bunch of things. We'll get into that. But we do want you to know if you've got a prayer request, don't hesitate. We'll pray over you. We'll ask the Lord to bless you, guide you, direct you. That's what we need. Or if you got something you want to share, we want you to have that opportunity to share it. Why? Because that's what other people need. We need to take care of one another's needs. We're really following Hebrews 3.13 and Hebrews 10.25 the best we can, encouraging one another as we see the return of Jesus Christ getting closer and closer. And nobody that you're listening to is waiting for the trumpet more than me. But until the trumpet blows, we keep going. Okay? We don't hide. Right? We also do trivia. You guys should know this. I'm going to say this. I'm going to preface this trivia question so that you are on board with me, okay? Just give the answer. Don't give more information. <laughs> Just give the answer. Don't give more information. Just give the answer. Don't give more information. God finally promised not to destroy Sodom if how many righteous people live there? What was the deal that Abraham struck? What was the deal? <laughs> Remember? It started at 50. What did it finish at? God finally promised not to destroy Sodom. How many righteous people live there? There you go. If you think you know the answer, i got to get our phone number. How bad am I? Uh, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. Or send an email, David, at hemustincrease.org. I also want to remind people, okay, so we got the trivia going. Got a lot of stuff happening. Please be praying for the ministry. So Don's going to be going and finding out what our kind of our future kind of uh, looks like in the sense of where we are and or not going. Uh, and then I just need you guys to be praying for the audience. You just need to pray for the audience because that's your brothers and sisters. And the, the truth of the matter is when you're praying for them, the Lord takes notice. Your faith is a little greater because you're praying for somebody else. Just be honest about it. And uh, the reality is that what you sow, so shall you reap. So when you're praying for others, others are praying for you. It's like, okay, that works for, for everybody, right? Okay. Uh, so get ready for go. We're going to go into our text because I I can never teach the word of God to its worth. I don't care what anybody says. I just, I'm just like, ah, oh. you, know, you just look at, at Philippians. You understand this, like this stuff's so unbelievably cool. It's just absolutely incredible. Okay. All right. So let's, uh, let's get into the text. We are in Galatians chapter two and we are in verse one. Galatians 2, 1, okay? If your translation is different, don't worry. It's not going to freak you out. Remember, and if you don't remember this, you've got a problem. God is bigger than a translation. Do you understand that? I mean, he's, he created the universe. Sit down, relax. Or what Jesus said when they were feeding 5,000. Sit down on the grass. <laughs> Just sit down. 
Uh, Galatians 2.1. Then 14 years later, I went back to Jerusalem again, this time with Barnabas and Titus. They came along too. I went there because God revealed to me that I should go. While I was there, I talked privately with the leaders of the church, wanting them to understand what I had been preaching to the Gentiles. So Paul is giving foundational groundwork as to why he went back to Jerusalem. If you remember, in the prior material we were talking about, he had gone to Jerusalem, uh, and he had been three years where he didn't go to Jerusalem. He got saved, just kind of soaking it in. He goes to Jerusalem, right? Prominent person, you know, in in the church, obviously. He meets with uh, James. He meets with Peter. Then he leaves Jerusalem. He goes back 14 years later. I know you might be 85 and thinking that doesn't seem very long. It's a long time. I think most people will know you do anything for 15 years. That's a long time, right? 14 years later, he goes back, right? And he's going with Barnabas and Titus. And what's great about that is Barnabas already has this great reputation. Just look at Acts chapter 5 and, and, uh, I'm sorry, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9. But if you just look at Acts, you know that Barnabas is well thought of uh, amongst the early church. And then, you know, he's got Titus with him, and Titus is a pretty strong pretty strong player. The guy's going to be put in charge of Crete, which is, a you know, a, a significant stronghold against the enemy. It's a significant an- advancement for the kingdom of God. And that's really cool. That's really—but he gives you the calling card of what's really important. Titus and Barnabas, they came along too. I went there— because, why'd you go there, Paul? Why'd you go back to Jerusalem? What'd you go for? Why'd you go? God revealed to me that I should go. <laughs> by revelation, I think another translation says. This is by revelation, I you know, go to Jerusalem. What, is, what does the ESV say? Or what is, it, is that the ESV? What do you this got? says by, uh, because of revelation. Okay, because of, okay. So that means that God revealed it to him. That's what a revelation is, right? Here, listen, listen. But Dave, that's not in the Bible. Correct. <laughs> let me, let me, correct. That's not in the Bible. The Holy Spirit told him, the Lord told him, go over there, right? That's not going to be in the scripture. He's just telling you, God told me to do this. God will never tell you to do something that's contrary to his word, ever. But that doesn't mean God doesn't speak. That's absurd. He speaks your name or you'd never get saved. So what we get is this understanding that he was told by the Lord, go back to Jerusalem. You're going to have to be a part of this whole thing. You're going to be a coordinator. He doesn't even know all that's coming. And and quite honestly, probably thinks it's (laughs) going to be a little bit tough because he only stayed there for 15 days before. And now he's going back and it's a major issue. But I want you to understand something. God gives us direction. He might give you and I direction differently or in different ways at different times in our lives. Sometimes the Lord will speak to us through dreams. We see that in the book of Job. Sometimes the Lord makes the circumstance so apparent you cannot escape it. Sometimes you just have a nudge. Sometimes somebody calls you up while you're sitting in your chair, and his name is Pastor Ray, and he calls you up, and he goes, what are you doing, Dave? And Dave goes, I'm sitting in the chair talking to you, Ray. And then Pastor Ray goes, the Lord told me to call you and tell you, get back on the radio. Well, all I'll say is it's four and a half or four and a quarter years since then. You think he was right? I do. 
That was the Lord telling him to tell me to do something. You know what? God does that. He still does that. He does it a lot. Just because they thought it thundered. Remember when the Lord spoke about Jesus and the people said it thundered? But it was God speaking. God speaks. That's not the problem. Do you know what the problem is? We don't listen. We are so distracted by so many things. Here's Paul. You know, God told me to go there. You know, when people say that now, you know, they get a funny look from people in the church. Well, then God told me to do this. They're like going, what? Ask any missionary who has felt the call to go somewhere. Find out if God talked to them. And then find out all the miracles they experienced when they're on their mission. Then tell me he doesn't talk. It's just like, come on. You know it's so. You know it's so. It's just like, it's just a ball. He doesn't speak to me every 20 seconds, so he doesn't speak to me every 20 seconds. In fact, Moses, or not Moses, but Noah, kind of looks like he didn't speak to Noah maybe for as much as 50, 75 years in between. It's like, that's a long time. Yeah, that's how it goes. Still spoke to him, told him to build, build a boat, right? Build an ark. Yeah, okay, that matters. Okay, here we go. The trivia question. God finally promised not to destroy Sodom, but if how many righteous people live there? The answer is 10. If 10 righteous... Now, where did Abraham start? 50. <laughs> see, 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 now you know why I love Abraham. I think that gives, that, that's a lot of yeah. credit to Abraham, too. It's amazing, right? It's 50. And then he, even what he says, if you go look at the text, it's in 18, Genesis 18, 20 through uh, 33, and then 19, 1 through 30. If you just look at the text, he goes, okay, so if there's 50 righteous people, and God goes, okay, I won't, I won't destroy. He goes, he goes, now don't be mad. <laughs> you already know what he's doing. I'm going to pull my hand back on that deal, Lord. And here's my other hand for this deal. <laughs> what a little bargaining for <laughs> I mean, it was it's hilarious. You got to read what's going on there. Takes him all the way from 50 to 10. Probably assuming, let's see, lot. Lot's uh, wife, uh, the, you know, the family, uh, that makes up six. They only got to do four people. Oh, they should be able to do. Oops. Anyway, we'll deal with that later. Uh, all right, we'll take our break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the true station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. What is the David Spoon Experience? Imagine yourself on a rocket ship racing at a thousand miles an hour into space. Once there, you can sense the power and the presence of the majestic and the divine. You forget about your troubles and your fears, and you just float in peace without a worry in the world. There are no struggles, no pain, no discomfort. It's soothing, calm, comfortable. But then the show starts. And you realize that none of that stuff has anything to do with the show. What were you thinking? The David Spoon Experience, only for the brave of heart and the bored. What is the David Spoon Experience? You get into the Word of God and something's going to happen that will blow your mind. Ready? The law of the Lord is perfect, Psalm 119.7 says, able to restore the soul. And I've been in... I've been doing this for a long time, and in my 42 and a half years of devotions and in my diligent devotion time, I kind of separate that between the two. I cannot tell you, it must be thousands of times where my attitude has been, and then I went into the Word of God, and I came out different. 
It wasn't anything that I did as much as God speaking into me what he knows about his creation. And so I'm asking you, I'm pleading with you, even if you've been a Christian for 50 years, for 60 years, nay, for 70 years, like the Apostle John was on the island of Patmos, be in the word of God. It is alive. And it will give life and impart life to you through God's spirit. People come and they read the word of God and they're like, well, I get nothing out of it. Well, they don't mix it with faith. And the word of God, the promises of God, not mixed with faith, are useless. Because you have to be engaged with God and know he's going to speak. And people are like, well, that's a, that's a lot of requirement for me to get in there and read the word of God. You want me actually to believe that God's going to speak to me? Yes. Because he will. And if you don't, you won't hear him. So when you open up that book, take 30 seconds, more than you ever have before, and say, just in this moment, just at this time, tune me in, Lord. Help me to hear what you have to say. Speak to me and let your word breathe life into me. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAMAN 770, the truth station here in Texas, where this trivia question is a little sneaky. So because it's a little sneaky, remember I'm saying that now, we're going to have the little horn go forward. That is my way of telling you, uh-oh, something coming. <laughs> That's right, and I'm not telling you what it is, but here's the question, okay? We already understand that God promised not to destroy Sodom uh, if they could find 10 righteous people living there. So here's the question. How many righteous people or believers did God find in Sodom? How many righteous men or people or believers did God find in Sodom? How many righteous people were there? Uh, if you think you know, 972-445-0770. Also, you can text 214-210-8483, or you can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. Now, don't be afraid to call because you think, I don't know if this is going to be right or not, because there's a little bit of room in this one. <laughs> okay? That's my nice way of saying there's a little bit of room in this one. Okay? I'm just going to leave it there. Uh, we do have our – oh, I got a great – this is a great joke. This is not – this is – no, wait. This is – it's one joke, and it's a, it's a bulletin from a church. But this is so – funny you ready so let me get through the whole thing this is classic and no we don't support anything in it and no we don't believe in it especially the last line it's a joke you see joke humor r r r boy is that funny okay here we go this uh, the weekly bulletin from the local and church for the local church included the following 
the ideal pastor preaches exactly 10 minutes. He condemns sin, but never hurts anyone's feelings. He works from 8 a.m. to midnight and also serves as the church janitor. He makes $40 a week, wears good clothes, and donates $30 a week to the church. He is a 29-year-old and has 40 years of experience and makes 15 house calls a day and is always in his office. If your pastor does not measure up to this criteria, send this list to six other churches that they are also, who are also dissatisfied with their pastor. Then bundle up your pastor and send it to the church at the top of the list. In one week, you will receive 1,643 pastors. Surely one of them will be perfect. Have faith in this letter. One church broke the chain and got its old pastor back in three months. That's classic. There's a lot going on there. That was good, classic, though. though. Come on. That is such a good one. If you guys don't think that's funny. <sighs> see, you see what that? <sighs> that's all I got. <sighs> okay. Uh, the trivia question. Now, there's a little room here, so let's not everybody freak out, okay? How many? So we already said, okay, the, if there were 10 righteous people, God would have spared the city. How many righteous people did God find in Sodom? That's the question. If you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770. Take off your serious face and relax. Uh, the text is, uh, you can text in 214-210-8483 or send an email to david at hemustincrease.org. Back to our text we go. Just talked about Paul making it known that it was God who revealed to him that he should go somewhere. We're now picking this up uh, basically from verse 3, I guess technically, uh, and that is this. Uh, I wanted to make sure that they—let me do a reading because it's a little better. I went there because God revealed to me I should go. While I was there, I talked— privately with the leaders of the church, I wanted them to understand what I had been preaching to the Gentiles. I wanted to make sure they did not disagree or my ministry would have been useless. And they did agree. They did not even demand that my companion Titus be circumcised, although he was a Gentile. So we're going to stop there. We're going to have somebody answer the trivia question and come back and finish up on the teaching. So let's have somebody, that person call in. Okay. Knock, knock. This is David, who am I talking to? Hey, David, this is John. Hi, John. How are you? Well, I'm okay. How are you? I'm doing, I'm doing pretty good. The wife has finished her marathon work yeah. week, which is, you know, praise the Lord. And uh, yeah. <laughs> that's all I can say. And then we're just, you know, standing firm in prayer everywhere else. I assume you are doing the same. Is that correct? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anything, <laughs> anything new on your end or is this steadfast, steadfast? How's there anything new with NOLA? Um. Well, I'm, my uh, my son called my wife yesterday, uh, I mean Sunday for Mother's Day, and just said that he'd uh, gone to some kind of fishing tournament or sort of fundraiser for St. Jude's through a fishing tournament, and so um, he had a chance to talk with some of the parents of children who, in the foundation, uh, children that passed away, and uh, so he's he's meeting some other, uh, you know, parents. That's really you know, they, good. Yeah. So that's really good, though. Now, first of all, first of all, I gotta say, props to him. It's Mother's Day. 
and he's fishing. That's pretty good. <laughs> so, so, mother's Day is fishing. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm just saying, the mother's day, he's fishing. Uh, it's, uh, I'm calling to tell you I love you. I'm busy. Uh, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's kind of nice the way that he pulled that off. But uh, that's a really, really powerful. Uh, Julianne and Jared tell me on a regular basis all the people, and they actually went on a small little vacation and met one of those couples. No kidding. Yeah, and so they were able to help them with any supplies they needed, and they were able to just, like, encourage each other and strengthen each other. So that's a really, really powerful. So I'm really blessed to hear that, and I will continue to pray. And I'm going to pray that your your, your – the children that that know those parents have a have a great opportunity to connect and stay connected so they can be encouraged right thank you that's a a great thing all right now this is a tougher trivia question john so i'm being honest Um, how many righteous people did god find in sodom well since you blew the horn i'm gonna say zero Okay, now here's here's let me do this. I'm oh. gonna give you a prop on this one. So we're gonna give you yes, ding, ding, ding. Okay, then we're gonna explain that. <laughs> it's technically it's less than ten. That's the technical answer because the deal was find ten righteous people, then you'll spare it, right? So right. the answer is less than ten. That's the most real biblical answer, but. It wasn't spared. He couldn't find that many. Some people would argue that that Lot was righteous because the Bible says he was vexed his soul. Some people would say his wife. I'm not sure. She didn't quite make the journey. Some say the daughters. Okay, Uh but they really did some gross stuff, so I'm not really sure about that. And then the the son-in-laws didn't even get out of the city. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, probably none. Well, I try to give the Lot and his wife and the daughters the benefit of the doubt, but I thought, well, yeah, it's, uh, it's kind of tough. I mean, the angels, I mean, they pushed it. them. They pushed them out. Like, we're, we're leaving now. You know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And they may have been believers in God, but I've heard so many sermons about how they kind of compromised, you know, Lot and all like that. And, yeah, yeah. And, 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 yeah, and so, believing, but, believing, you know, we all are not perfect, and... I mean, he was Abraham's nephew, and you know that was a toughie. Yeah, I think I think maybe one for a little while, possibly. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I yeah, was, right. That's a right. pretty bad yeah. city, though, where God's got to blow it up like that. Just wait, San Francisco's next. Oh, I didn't say that out loud, did I? Oh, oh no, whoa. no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that. <laughs> uh, Careful now. <laughs> there's probably more than probably more than one. That's what I'm going to go with oh, there in San Francisco. Yeah, I've got there's... a niece and and uh, her husband live there. So yeah, they... yeah. So got to be more than one, right? Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Good job. All right, brother. We'll keep praying for you, and that's a really good thing, and I'm really encouraged by that, and I hope you are too, that they they connect that will really strengthen them. That's a really powerful element. That's right. Yeah, so, I'm so glad about it too. Yeah. Excellent. Good job, my oh, brother. All right. Thank, thank you. Talk to you later. Okay. All right. God bless Bye-bye. you. Bye-bye. 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 All right. Now, I wasn't being serious about San Francisco. People are going to get... My mom is buried in San Francisco. By the way, I do use that song. I left my mom. In San Francisco. Okay, never mind. <laughs> people are going to get all offended. Oh my goodness! Come on, you may people. not, Dave. Come on now. People need to. They need to relax just a little. Lighten up a bit. Okay, lighten up a little. Okay, there's enough weird stuff 
Enjoy yourself, okay? All right. Here's this text I want you to talk about. And this is a perfect example right here, right? Here's the text where Paul is coming into. I wanted to make sure they didn't disagree or my ministry would have been useless. And they did agree. They didn't even demand that my companion Titus be circumcised even though he was a, he was a Gentile. We only got a minute or two to talk about this, but this situation went better than Paul thought it was. He, he, he thought this could be, this could be yucky. Right? And then he says, they didn't even demand that my companion Titus be circumcised, even though he's a Gentile. The point in that is saying that he thought it could be like, really, really bad. But it went a lot better than he thought it was going to go. I would like to address that for us as Christians, because we go through things, do things, go through a day, and we often have this. It's not even the shoe's going to drop, like when when is the other shoe going to drop? It's more like... There uh, we go again. Or <laughs> it's more of that dreary, grudgy, you know, uh, this probably won't be that good. I've had that happen. And I know you guys too. You know, multiple times where you anticipate something's going to happen and you kind of prepare for the worst, and it's like not as bad as you think. The Lord is able to take any circumstance and change the level or the depth that it impacts you. And I know you're thinking, oh, Dave, you just say that because, you know, God is, you know, sovereign. And No, I say that because it's absolutely the truth. God takes what we have and makes it better. Otherwise, you as a mortal would never be able to put on immortality. So God takes what you have and can make it better. And in Paul's situation, it went better. And he was just blessed that it went better. But what's coming next? This is where things get really serious in the book of Galatians. So when we get to that, you'll understand why. We'll do that when we get back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. But I want us to get this specific scripture, and it's really important. It's Romans chapter 4, verse 18 through 21. It says this, Against all hope, Abraham in hope believed, and so became the father of many nations, just as it was said, so shall your offspring be. Without weakening in his faith, his faith he faced the fact that his body was as good as dead. Hey, was not... Oh, impossibility. God gave him a promise when he was 75. It didn't get to fulfilled until he was 100. 25 years between promise and fulfillment. God made sure he was good and dead before the promise came about so that when Isaac was born, everybody knew it's amazing. It's a miracle. Exactly. And and it wasn't that Abraham didn't know he was ha- he was old. He faced the fact that his body was as good as dead since he was about 100 years old, 99 before the conception took place, and that Sarah's womb was also dead. Verse 20, yet he did not waver through unbelief regarding the promise of God, but was strengthened in his faith and gave glory to God, being fully persuaded that God had the power to do what he had promised. It doesn't say that Abraham went through this and turned around and yelled at God and complained. He gave glory to God. He knew God could do this. And he believed that the promise that God had given him was important. And he held on to that even though facing the fact the circumstance was completely wiped out. Guess what? God showed up. 
I'm telling you right now, you can tell me all you want about circumstances and situations and your feelings and your processes, but I am telling you, when God shows up, according to Scripture and according to testimony, to the law and to the testimony, the Scripture says, to the prophets and to the testimony, here's what you got to be aware of. When God shows up, changes everything. And you're thinking, well, will that happen for Easton Scott? I hope so. But guess what? If my daughter spends her whole life believing and Easton's whole life believing that God can step in and this can change and that may yet happen, she's not done a bad thing. She's raised a child with this gracious hope. If God decides not to do that, instead of complaining about it, it's about giving glory to God, believing that he knows what is in our best interest, even when we don't understand. And yes, I get it. There are tough things. I went through a, a, a myriad of tough things, and I'm surprised. First of all, I'm surprised that I'm still alive. Second of all, I'm surprised that the Lord brought me through any of them. I don't deserve it. I'm not worthy of it. But he did it anyway. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Let me give a shout-out to Joanne and Cordelia. They were they sent me a very nice text. So thank you, ladies. I appreciate that. Uh, so much going on. Uh, it's just fabulous. We're, we're going to do our trivia question. Uh, and then I'm going to tell you something that I want you to look at. Plus, I need your prayers on a couple of things. So uh, it was Dynamite D yesterday who mentioned spiritual warfare, right? Remember mentioning that? Sure do. Yep. All right. So since then, right, so in that period of time, listen to this. This is the kind of spiritual reading. You don't think it's that big deal, but it's a big deal. All right. So my knee was already not doing great, right, because I overworked it. That's my fault. So I'll remember take that, that right? <laughs> But I'm having that surgery on my head. I've never had any pain with it. Just in the last two or three days, I, it, it, it hurts a lot. So it's hard for me to put my head on a pillow. That's oh. number two. Yesterday, last night, I, my throat started to close up because, of course, I'm speaking on Sunday. Wow. <laughs> That's just three. I'm not mentioning the rest of them which is sleeping awkward and having my neck hurt and some of this. And I'm not whining about it. I'm just telling you, it's just like, wow, just like compounding and compounding and compounding. And this is why I tell you guys, and he's right. You got to be praying for, we got to be praying for one another. That's why we got to be praying for one another, Dave. That's why it's so important. You got to. And the enemy, you know, like, well, why does, I don't know. I don't even care. It doesn't matter. It's not going to stop me. It's not going to stop us, right? We're just going to keep going. If we, I love what John Wimber said many years ago. I don't care if I have to limp into the kingdom. <laughs> it's like, gosh, that is a great line, is it not? Yes, it is. All right. Uh, and for, so everybody on that last trivia question, if you said 10 or if you said 9 all the way down to 0, you would be correct. I'm just telling you right now because less than 10 is really the, the technical answer. Okay. Here's your next trivia question and a little tougher Okay, all right. What did the angels smite the men with who tried to get into Lot's house? How about that one? I love the word smite. Typically, you don't get that in a... So I have different trivia books. I write some of the own trivia. If I don't like them, I reread them. But there's a lot of great books. I just use a lot of those. I don't have any problem telling you that. But using the word smite... (laughs) 
smite. It was full of pride. Eh? Right. Smiteth. Yeah. You know? Okay. So what did the angels smiteth the men who tried to get into Lot's house? If you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. Or you can send an email, david at he must increase.org. I'm going to send you up to the website as we often do. We do have somebody calling in. We'll have them on hold while I send you to the website. A couple things to tell you. On the website, and I'm telling you this because we, we, we for people that want uh, people to, you know, kind of like get into it a little in depth on the website at the top under mobile apps. If you click on that link at the very bottom is a free app that has my book in it. It's not that the book is great, but there are people who have been using it. The the lawsuit gospel, which I'm going to be talking about at church, that that one section is really kind of like standing out. So it's a free book. It's done really well. It's super easy. It's just a PDF. You click, you open it. It says click here to read. You click it. It opens. It reads. Boop, doop, done. That's all you got to do. So I encourage you to check out the free book, that. I also encourage you to check out all the other stuff on the website because there's a lot of stuff on there. Last, we we have gone, we've done really, really well in money, except for like the last five days or six days. When that just like, come on, and I do this all the time with Lord. It's like, this is this dry period. And it's just like, Lord, Lord. <laughs> I know he's just sitting there going, be quiet, Dave. But anyhow, if you're able to give, give. If you can't give, don't worry about it, but be praying for us that we have givers that are able to give. How about that? That's fair to ask. All right, check out the website, hemustincrease.org. Prayer request? Hemustincrease.org. Praise report? Hemustincrease.org. Looking to give to this ministry? Hemustincrease.org. Confused by what's happening right now? Hemustincrease.org. Hemustincrease.org. Plop, plop, fizz, fizz. Oh, what a relief it is. All right. Oh, what a relief it is. Pop, pop, fizz, fizz. Oh, what a relief it is. Uh, okay, so uh, check that out. The website, we've got all that stuff done. If somebody on hold for the trivia question, let's send them on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? This, this is David. This is Ace. Hey, brother Ace. How are you, my brother? Hanging in there. Hanging in there. All right. I appreciate the prayers. Yeah. yeah. If you need prayer, too, you need to tell me. I love praying for you, you know. It blesses me you to pray for you. Yeah, always need prayer, buddy. <laughs> okay. Always need prayer. All right. Well, I'll be doing that. But first, you got to answer the trivia question. Ready? Okay. Uh-huh. All right. Here we go. What did the angels smiteth the men with who tried to get into Lot's house? Bonus. That is correct, Amanda. They have were smitten with, and it's so amazing because you know just one of the things that D brought up, which is a, a valid point. It's like the, it's uh, it's pride that people are trying to bring up is like part of the woke movement, and this is like, boy, they're smitten with blindness. Why? Because they're blind. That's why, and uh, it's still going on today in its own little way. So excellent job. I know. I just knew in my heart you would know that right away. What a story, man. What a powerful yeah, story. Like- that leads you to remember that the devil blinds the minds of those who do not believe. So That's right. he blinds them spiritually, but not physically. But spiritual is worse than the blindness. I'd rather be blind uh, uh, and uh, blind naturally than be blind spiritually. That is absolutely true. Because if you are blind, 
you know, in in the capacity of being spiritually blind, that has eternal consequences. That is yes, that is completely different than the temporal yeah. consequences of now. Yeah. All right, let me pray over you. I want to pray over you real quick, okay? Let me pray for you. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Father, let's lift up my brother HGA. I just pray that you would rain blessings down upon him. I he doesn't. It's not even asking for anything for sp- specific, Lord. I certainly want him to be in great health. I certainly want his spirit to be strong in you. I want him to be really connected to you closely, but pour out a cool blessing, a blessing of your favor, of your grace. Pour out your gracelets into his life and let him know that that's just something you're saying, that you're with him and for him, and you stand by him. And you just pray you bless him in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Thank you very much. Thank you. Appreciate you. Appreciate you, brother. Yeah, I receive it. I need it. Thank you. Thanks, everybody. We appreciate it. I love everybody. I mean, uh, I say love. I, I care about everybody. I think I think the better word we need to use is care than love because love is complete sacrifice for caring. You sacrifice, but you don't give it all. Yeah, <laughs> anyway. yeah. That, that's, you had a great point, so uh, let's add it together. That's, that's what we got to do. But good job, bro. Excellent work, and I love you in the Lord, man. I love you, too. I love everybody. Thank right. you very much. God bless you. God bless you. All right, we'll do the history in the next segment because i got to do this one segment because here you go. Boy, Dave, such a nice guy all day long. What happened? Okay, here's the text. <laughs> Galatians chapter 2, verse 4. And we'll pick it up actually from verse 3. And they did agree. They didn't even demand that my companion Titus be circumcised, though he was a Gentile. Even that question wouldn't have come up except for some so-called Christians there, false ones, really, who came to spy on us and see our freedom in Christ Jesus. They wanted to force us like slaves to follow their Jewish regulations. Boy, oh boy, he don't pull punches, does he? I mean, he's just like, hey, look, these people came in and they were trying to drop on us this religious noose. And they're, oh, that's not a nice thing to say. Too bad. They were trying to bring these people into a slavery, into a bondage. And they were trying to get it done under the guise of religion, under the disguise of religion. And what is it that Paul says? He doesn't even waste any time at all. He goes, False ones. (laughs) Wow. Like, not Christians. Like, uh uh-oh. Wait, wait. Doesn't everybody say they're a Christian? Aren't they all a Christian? No. There's false Christians. There's false gospels. And according to 2 Corinthians 11.4, there's a false Jesus. In other words, there's a lot of false. And you guys and I, we need to, like, get in tune. Like, well, this is not good. If there's a false gospel, there's going to be false followers of that false gospel, right? Just to make sense. And so Paul's like going, no, 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 no. And it's like, what do you mean? I, 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 Christian, Christianity is a religion. Only to the world, not to the saved. That's what's amazing. Christianity is a religion to the world. To the saved, Christianity is a living relationship with a living God. It is made possible by the redeeming work of Jesus Christ, his sacrifice for us. And we walk it when we receive Jesus in our hearts by faith and under the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. And that, my friends, has got nothing to do with rules and regulations. 
Just think about that. You know what the rule is? Follow God. <laughs> it's the rule. Okay, well, that's a little different. And what happens when you're a genuine Christian? You get persecuted. What happens when you're a religious Christian? You're just part of the world, part of the world system, nothing different, nothing new. Nobody's in, nobody's impressed because the world wants you to be that way and you're just conforming. It's like that's not what we're supposed to do. And Paul, he doesn't even this this look what he says. And this is a soft translation. I'm just telling you in the Greek there's no there's no room here. They came to spy on us. You know who's spying on In China right now, in churches, they're planting spies in churches. Do you realize this is still going on today? Like, well, no, they might. Oh, then, then how come they're arresting house pastors by the dozens? Of course they are. For those so-called Christians, false ones, really, and they've come to spy out our freedom in Christ. They want to force us, like slaves, to follow Jewish regulations. They're trying to get everybody to compromise, to follow lockstep. What do you think is going on when the culture tries to tell Christians what the definition of a man and a woman is? This. They don't do it under the gut. Well, no, you got to love everybody. They've already perverted the word love. They've perverted the word gay. They've perverted a hundred other words. Nope, you stand in the truth. Well, you know what Paul said? He's going to say this later in this book. Am I become your enemy because I tell you the truth? Ooh, wow. I told D this would be a little fiery. It is what it is. You can't take it away. It's what the Word of God says. We're not ashamed of the Word of God. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. If people don't like it, then they can reject it. I accept it. God's testimony is true. All right, we'll take our break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Since the dawn of the Internet, people have been looking for a website they can be proud of without costing an arm or a leg. People want a quality website to promote their ministry, business, hobby, or passion. Introducing Cowpunch Sites. Cowpunch Sites can help you create and maintain a quality website. From design to security, Cowpunch does it all. Cowpunch is a family-owned and operated business, taking a fresh approach to business. Lots of clients at lower prices. Make mom happy. The most significant benefit of working with Cowpunch Sites is that you work with real people, not cheesy templates. No outsourcing. It's $57 a month, and there's no setup fee and no cancellation fees. When you go to cowpunchsites.com slash dad. That's cowpunchsites.com slash dad. That's me. Oh, did I mention that it's $57 a month? Cowpunch Sites, $57 a month, and that's no bull. Um, Dave, this is a nice radio station. Oops, sorry. That's Cowpunch Sites, $57 a month, and that's no bull-oney. There, that's better. Cowpunchsites.com slash dad. Like any person searching for answers, I too have wondered about him. He has a weird sense of humor. If people are seeking wisdom and insight from the great teachers around the world, would they go to David? No, I don't think so. Those big ears really don't help. Will people enjoy his perspective on culture, politics, food, sports, and local and national news? I don't know. He's just a client. 
Tune in to the David Spoon Experience on KAAM. But Jameer, are you there with us? Uh, yeah. Okay, do you think you have an answer on how many days between the resurrection of Jesus Christ and the ascension? Uh, is it 40 days? That is correct, sir. You are a winner. Very nice. Uh, did you have to look it up, Jameer, or do you know, did you know? Uh, the funny thing is, um, I was reading this book, The Purpose Driven Life by Rick Warren, and then it was just talking about how God like transforms a, a lot of people's lives um, in 40 days, you know, and that happened to be one of the things that he was speaking about. So that was funny. I had just read that today, too. Wow, great timing. It, it taught me something. It taught me something, too. So I just, it's funny how you just spoke about it on the radio show. So I just had to call in, man. I always listen. So. so the trivia question actually had a meaning for you. It did. And now that just pushes me to, like, be more into also my Bible because if I was, like, I should have known that, you know what I'm saying? So... But, you know, that taught me something. I thank you for at least having that question because there's a lot of people who didn't know that, you know, so you're still teaching a lot of people. So thank you. The David Spoon Experience on 770 KAAM. Sometimes Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here. At KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAMAN 770, the truth station here in Texas. Everybody ought to get this last trivia question. I'm believing that all of you will get this because you are wise enough to get this. If you don't get this, it is okay. It is something that is really good to learn. Why? Okay, why? So you got a why. Uh, we're not going for the alphabet. This is a question. Why did Lot's wife become a pillar of salt? Why did Lot's wife become a pillar of salt? Why? Okay. Now, before I give you that information, I want to give a shout out to Rosalind. Uh, the other day we mentioned that yesterday uh, we were getting a double amount of brochures, and I forgot to acknowledge that she said she thought that was going to happen. She really believed that, that something good like that was going to happen. It's just like, praise the Lord, right? Isn't that cool? So I just want to say thank you, Rosalind, for that. And I still am coordinating with Aunt Deb to get her the, the brochures. So Aunt Deb, if you're going on Sunday, let me know, and I'll bring them to the church. <laughs> That's one way we can do it. Anyway, uh, the trivia question, why did Lot's wife become a pillar of salt? And we do have somebody on the line, so we'll give them a chance. Send them on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? This is Gary. How are you today? I'm doing pretty good, Gary. Got a couple things going on. Need you to keep praying for me. I know you will, but, you know, the bump on my head and the, the throaty thing and everything, it's like, wow. All of a sudden, just like getting getting hit from left and right sides because I'm, you know, I'm sure it's just a little bit of warfare. And then plus it's, you know, a sore throat and a head that hurts and stuff like that. <laughs> I'll keep praying for you. I will. I appreciate that, brother. All right, here we go. Why did Lot's wife become a pillar of salt? Uh, as they were leaving Sodom, she turned back, turned around and looked back. Amen. That is correct, Amundo. It's a little bit sad that we don't really pick up that that's a huge lesson, right? When the Lord's bringing you out of something, looking back, not a great idea, right? Yeah. I mean, that's what we do a lot is we look back. Children of Israel looked back. Same thing. It's like, can't look back. Can't do that. So, excellent job. Christian is to look forward. Exa to look forward. Exactly. In fact, instead of looking back with some kind of regret, we should be looking forward with some type of expectation. 
Yeah, right. We should be looking forward. Yep. Amen. Amen. There it is. Gary just laid it on the line. Look forward, people. That's what you got to do. Excellent and job, the, brother. And, and plow a straight furrow. <laughs> That's right. Look forward. And straight forward. That's right. <laughs> Thank you, bro. God bless you. Okay. God bless you. I'll keep praying for you. Thank you, bro. Bye-bye. All right, excellent job by Gary. Uh, got to do our history, and then we got to do the rest of the thing. So let's do the history. All right, today is Love a Tree Day. I think the best way you can love a tree is if it's in your way, chop it down. <laughs> <laughs> love your tree. Interesting. Love it. That's the way I love the tree. Otherwise, I'd poison it, so instead I'll just chop it down. Uh, National Do Something Good for Your Neighbor Day. That's always good. That's a good one. Nobody should have a problem with that. 1858 on this day, Abraham Lincoln made his house divided speech, which was not his speech. So he was quoting Jesus, saying, a house divided cannot stand. Ooh. So I wish people would get that right. But more importantly is in 1884, the first roller coaster in the United States opened at Coney Island. When? 1884. Wow. That's really surprising, actually. <laughs> that's a long, that's a lot. Yeah, all right. that is surprising. All right, that's enough for that. Let me get into uh, the last of this text. Yeah, looked back. That was a great line. Did you, did you, that was a great word. Right? Look for, forward, straight ahead. Okay. Turn not to the left or right, straight ahead. Get it? All right. All right, so the last little portion of this, and we'll just read it up. And you can't miss this stuff because it's, it's like golden kind of stuff so uh he says this he says uh verse four even that question uh, wouldn't have come up except so-called christians false ones really who came to spy on us and see our freedom in christ jesus they wanted to force us like slaves to follow their regulations verse five okay and regulations by the way regulations like even what the state or people like that kind of drop on people all right so verse five but we refuse to listen to them for a single moment we wanted to preserve the truth of the good news for you. Listen to this, okay? I really want you to catch this, okay? Paul doesn't hesitate to pivot to the truth that there are so-called Christians. He calls them false Christians. They just claim to be Christians. There are millions of these people millions. The Christian life is about a living relationship with God, and it's not about church rules. It's about the truth that God rules. And Paul says, we refuse to listen to them even for a single moment. And I want to tell you this almost weeping in my spirit, that I have somebody I have known in the past, not a close associate, but just somebody I know that I've talked to, and they were on a straight and narrow path and never had a problem. And in the last two years have junked their theology to fit with the world. And it breaks your heart. It's like, why? And I mentioned it to Noelle. And she's like, why would you, why would you forfeit God's truth to appease the world? Why would you do that? Because if you think about what that means, we not even a moment. You don't get legalistic on that. But what is he like? Oh, I can't. You know, watch this or watch. That's not, that's not what he's talking about. It just doesn't entertain in our system at all that we are going to do 
anything that is going to say, well, the truth is like 90%, but then the world's got 10%. No, 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 no. God created the universe. The dude can write a book. Let's just leave that there. You don't have to, it's not even a theological principle. It shouldn't be a theological, well, man can mess it up. Well, God can overcome man's mess up, hence redemption. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm just, which was, by the way, planned before the beginning of the world. So I'm just saying, it's like, that's not the issue. The issue is you don't take in for a moment the compromise to the truth. And he said, what does Paul say? We refuse to listen to them for a single moment. We wanted to preserve the truth of the good news for you. They're not going to change the truth, not going to change the gospel. We're not going to alter this so that everybody else can think, well, at least finally they're in they're in lockstep. The places you wanted to talk about lockstep had to do with Germany in the 30s and 40s, so not a great idea, right? We stand firm in the truth. We're not going to be moved because people don't like it because I would rather please God than people because they don't have a heaven to put me in. Right? That's the fact. All right, folks, you've been listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the true station here in Texas, taking a 22 and a half hour break. Then we'll come back. More insanity with Spoonanity. Talk to you then. Just as I am, each down the views expressed in the preceding program were those of the speakers and not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors.